This is Ryan here, and we are still on hiatus, I know, but I have good news. We will be back with brand new episodes of An Unbuilt in just one week. We'll be back with new episodes starting Friday, October 13th, which is uh, Friday the 13th in October. Well, we better get spooky, but for now, we do have a little treat. I'm going to give you this bonus preview of our bonus episodes from our Ko-Fi. Recently, I went on a pretty big trip. That's why, of course, the hiatus had to happen. Where I went to Disney World on a Carnival Mardi Gras cruise and to Retro Magic. And I have a one hour and 45 minute episode where me and Dorman talk about it a lot. But it is available on our Ko-Fi for just $1, or you can subscribe to uh, the Ko-Fi memberships at $3 and $5 a person. At $5 a person, you get the show notes, and you get early access to episodes, as well as your name read on the show. Isn't that cool? There's also, I know this just hit Disney Plus this week, a review of Haunted Mansion, the 2023 film, and that is available also for a dollar, or you get it with those memberships. Anyways, in this preview, I bring you a review of Tron and what I think. So take it away, pass me. Let's let's go on to my review of Tron. Have you been on Tron? I can't remember. I have not. I've I've not been to Magic Kingdom since Tron opened. Okay. So Tron for the first for the on the on the first part um it's unlike other virtual queue rides I've been on before where you get in the virtual queue but you do have to wait like it's a good 40 minute wait in the virtual queue so because they have lightning lane and that really kills it um and so we go on to Tron and First off, uh, you can see in the show notes that the queue, indoor queue, is falling apart a bit, which kind of sucks. It's kind of been Uh, happening with a lot of the new queues in Walt Disney World, though, mm -hmm. since Avatar. Once they became, like, really plasticky and, like, Mm sticker-based, kind of like um, Runway Railway is really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, that's true. Um, But the worst part, I think, is the fact that I'd have to say about 50% of your 40-minute wait is outside. I mean, it's covered, and there's, like... There's fans blowing above you, but that doesn't really matter because it's still pretty humid out and it's not very pleasant. Um, I don't I don't know exactly why they made it this way, probably because it was like that at Shanghai is my guess, um, but it's not very pleasant. Then you finally get in and it kind of throws you for a loop. So you get into this quarter. That's where I took the photos and you do like maybe like a really quick switch back and then you brought into a pre-show room, which is that room where, you know, you see a screen and then it falls apart and you see the launch, right? Yeah. So you think, oh, cool, we're here. It's only been about maybe like 20 minutes. No, (laughs) because then you get out of this pre-show room and then you're in another like good 20 minute switchback Mm. where you have the little, um, the pre-show screen monitor going off and that pre-show little screen with video is probably like four minutes long i'd have to say so it repeats for you a lot 
And then finally you go into the lockers, you do the lockers and the lockers seem to be, that seems to be the biggest hangup. That seems to be the reason why the wait is so long is because the locker situation is still an absolute nightmare. And here's why. Number one, people don't know how to do it because there's a myriad of things that you can use to do the lockers. You can use your smartphone. You can use the little electronic ticket. You can use your magic band. And people don't know exactly what to use because it depends on what your ticket is linked to. Mm. Two, you can also, if you don't have any of that, you can get a little card from the cast member. So that slows things down. Three, people are somehow able to bypass the lockers, go all the way down into the loading station, only to be stopped by a cast member going, ah, 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 you got to go back to the locker. So that slows things down even more. Uh, what's interesting Silly. is I, I never experienced this on Velocicoaster, which has an identical system. And well, I, I mean, don't know. To be fair, lockers are more popular at Universal. Like they, they, I think this That's is the true. first Disney attraction that mandates lockers, except for perhaps Cali River Rapids, but I don't think they're mandated. They're just, they're not. Yeah. Yeah. That's and a great one, point. Yeah. It's really weird. You would imagine they, they would be handled in a very similar vein to the way that like flight of passage handles its storage system where right before you get on your attraction, you put it in a little box and then move through. Yeah. Oh, you know the, what? The... I will tell you, um, uh, Raging Spirits actually does mandate a uh, oh, locker in Tokyo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, but in 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 the states, yeah, I think this is the only Disney attraction that has mandatory mm-hmm. lockers. Right, and you just might not if you've never encountered it before. Maybe it's confusing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, Especially and I mean, linking it to a ticket. Yeah, I, they're trying to do it where there's multiple banks, but it doesn't matter because the guests are just like, oh, they they their brains leave their bodies, and it's like it has to be a good like five minutes between each cycle where they start pouring people in because the lightning lane has already merged with the uh with the other crowd okay the lightning lane merge of, of course at that pre-show room and then the the merge happens but right. it's got to be like a good five minutes between pulsing pulsing people through because they have to have a certain number of empty you know locker parcels to be able to bring people through, and it's like so slow. So finally, you get into the loading area, and of course, that's also surprisingly not as fast as you think. It's not as fast as Space Mountain, and you probably can guess why. It's because every loading thing has complications. People are just not used to this sort of loading. So... I'd like to say, and then, but we were good people. We loaded in it with no problem. Not true. Uh, we, my mom, sister, and I loaded on, and my sister just did not like it. She and she could not tell what was going on, and it was very confusing because. So my mom and I are in front, and she's in back, and all we hear is commotion going on in the back, and then the cast member, her, like have a little conversation and then we just go off nobody tells us anything and so my mom's like what happened to your sister i don't know what happened to her and so we're just kind of like going off in the attraction and we have no idea where our sis- my my sister is mm. uh so the ride is good um it's fine like the launch is fun um the the seating, so my, just to cut to the chase, my sister did go for one of the standard style seats. I see. And my mom would have wished because 
she did not like the seat that she was in. She did not like it. She didn't care for it. I was fine with it, but I wouldn't have wanted to be there in there any longer, which is funny because the ride is also probably too short. Once you get, so obviously the most thrilling part is the outdoor part. And then you get inside and it's neat, but I mean, to spoiler this, I I enjoyed cosmic rewind far, far more. Mm. Um, I think that this Tron was probably a little overhyped. So even though I liked it and I liked the aesthetic, um, was it a fantastic experience? No, there's there's definite issues with it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I'm happy I did it. But uh, yeah, I think uh, maybe this wasn't the right attraction to bring for the American audience. Um, I think the idea and the novelty of how you sit is probably more like it it's probably more novel than it actually is in like actual execution and i i don't see this i see it being popular but i don't see it being as popular as maybe cosmic rewind will be in the long run i mean i yeah i haven't i, I won't talk about the experience because i haven't been on it so maybe it just kind of blows um I wouldn't say it blows. I think it's good. Part of me wonders if it's just going to take time. The problem is that every American audience needs to get American audience members need to get on every ride and they need to try everything and it needs to fit their expectations. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, yeah, this is a bike ride. So if you don't want to get on a bike, then don't go on the Uh the ride. Like, you know, but I guess I I know you're saying that if you're trying to get on it and just go on a roller coaster, um, just as American audiences tend to want to do. Yeah, I, I it's gonna turn a lot of people off that they're bent forward and locked down into a mm-hmm. a, a forward facing position. Yeah, and they but, have the test seat, and the thing is about the test seat is most people see it as a photo op, so people yeah. are kind of just like going, "Well, well I'm sure it's fine," exactly. and not going to the test seat first. Plus, you know, there's also like the obligation of having a virtual queue, and there's the obligation of having a lightning lane. And I think once the virtual queue leaves, people will be a lot less hesitant to try it out first out front right. than they will be to like just wait till they get in. Well, yeah, they see it as something new, and they're just going to go on the ride. That's just mm-hmm. how it works, kind of. But it's right. not too restrictive, is it? Because I know, you know if it's this is a universal, not, you, people would just never get on it. It's not, it's not as restrictive as you would think. I, uh-huh. I it's not about restrictiveness, really. Uh, I'd say it's minor restrictiveness. I think it really is the style of seating that mm. people are comfortable. I, I, I think it's that. People are just really uncomfortable about it. And that was the biggest surprise to me is just how much people did not enjoy it. I did Pony Express at Knott's like many, many years ago, and that has a similar style of seating. But I found that to be more uncomfortable. I believe I don't believe that's Vacoma. I believe that's a different manufacturer. And this one's Vacoma. So I think Vacoma and Disney probably worked to get the like the most comfortable version of it, but it's still something that people aren't expecting or really like for the most part. All right, uh, that's about it. If you want to hear the rest of the episode, once again, you go to kof-fi.com slash unbuiltpod, and you can find it there once again for $1 or with those 
3 or $5 memberships. Uh, we would also ask if you can please rate and review this show on wherever you find this podcast, whether it be Spotify or iTunes. That would be great uh, and really help the show as well. Anyways, once again, we will be back with brand new episodes starting just next week. So sit tight. See ya.